All right, y'all, welcome back here. Welcome back to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, always, Sanders. Got my boy Dupree with me. Yeah. yeah hey, yeah. hey, hey. Boy, hey, hey, how's it going, my, my guy? How you been? It's all good. It's all good over here this way, man. It's uh, football season is rolling. It's rolling. You got the the uh, college football playoff rankings just came out, so you know it's, it's getting close, getting close to that time. NFL is in full swing, probably about like week seven, almost week eight, if I'm not mistaken. So it's uh, it's going. It's going, man. For sure. I think, I'm sure. Oh, man. Matter of fact, we we actually on week nine. <laughs> NFL. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. The season's just really just rolling by, bro. For real. I mean, we in a we in a state just, I mean, really everywhere, especially in sports. What's up, baby? Yeah, and Naomi here too. Uh, <laughs> uh we, we 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 you know, we in a time now, bro, like, you know what I'm saying, sports is like it is is rolling, bro. Basketball just started a couple weeks ago. Um Hockey as well. Uh, we in the World Series for baseball, so mm-hmm. it's um, it's 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 good, but and I think we it's another what what is it like like twenty six straight days of like football going yeah. on. Like uh-huh. it's it's like it's ball like every day. Yeah, it's like ball every day. So like, man, it's it, it's it's something out there for for any and everybody for sure. Man, but like you said, bro, the uh, college football for sure going crazy. Uh, we just had our first. We just saw the first um, college football playoff rankings that came out on Tuesday. You know, mm-hmm. really to not to my surprise. I don't know, maybe to others. I don't see why others were thinking that, but not to my surprise. Obviously, um, Tennessee comes out uh, ranked number one in the rankings. Um, which I think was, I mean, it was to me, it was, it was deserved. I think I, I don't see how you could not see Tennessee not being ranked number one um, in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, follow that, you got um, Ohio State at number two, uh, Georgia at number three, uh, Clemson coming in at four, Michigan at five, uh, Alabama coming in at six, uh, which their long loss right now is two. Uh, Tennessee, and then TCU, who's undefeated at seven, and then you got um, Oregon, USC, and LSU rounding out the top ten. When the um, when you saw the rankings drop, like I said, I know, and, it, and it's the first one, so it's not like you know this is like the end all be all. It's not a big deal because a lot of these teams are you know playing each other. I mean, two four teams are playing each other this weekend. Um, and then you later on down the road in in November, uh, you, you'll you'll have of course Ohio State, Michigan. So, um, uh, the rankings is going to play out itself. So it's it's going to get settled on the football field, which is I think is what you like about this right now. That it's not like certain teams hasn't like played each other or won't play each other. Um, it's it's going to get settled on the football field, but. Was there anything about the rankings that stood out to you that kind of like maybe maybe surprised you? I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I was I was surprised that Tennessee was ranked number one. 
Mm, okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, that surprised me. I understand. Uh, they have some very, very good wins. You're talking about being Alabama first and foremost. That's you're talking about they haven't won a game in Knoxville versus Alabama in 15 years. So that in and of itself was a very big, very big, big win. But you beat Florida. You beat Pitt at the time who was ranked. Florida at the time who was ranked LSU. Uh, obviously, you just beat Kentucky the weekend before. Um, I just thought those those wins outside of the outside of the Florida and the Alabama game, they've won pretty handily in some of those other games. Uh, I just thought that Ohio State had they hadn't done anything, in my opinion, to to be ranked lower than Tennessee. Um, like you said, this is the first. This is the first um, week. This is the first week of the rankings. So it is what it is. A lot of these teams are going to play each other, so it's going to. Uh, it's all going to work itself out. But that did surprise me. Um, that Tennessee was ranked number one. I think that. Thank uh, you. They got some good wins, but some of those wins that they have. I mean, you're talking about they beat Alabama. They beat them at home. You beat Florida, but you beat them at home. You beat Kentucky, but you beat them at home. Now you get the LSU win on the road, um, and you win that handily. But those are the games we're talking about, the games that people are talking about. Those are at home. Now they got a, a tough road test this this weekend, so that'll be a, a teller for us. Um, but I thought that uh, Ohio State might have been ranked number one, Ohio State and Georgia. I thought Ohio State and Georgia were going to be ranked above them, to be honest with you. Um, and then TCU. TCU isn't getting um, as much love as I thought they would. Um, with them being undefeated, you're talking about them still being ranked under Alabama. Um, they've had some good wins as well. You beat Oklahoma State. You beat Kansas, who at the time was ranked. You know, no one, no one in America thought that Kansas would be ranked at any point this season, and they were. Um, but you go on, you beat Kansas, then you beat Oklahoma State, then you beat Kansas State, and then you, you go to go to Morgantown and you beat West Virginia. Um, and they have another test this weekend with Texas Tech coming to town. So um, that kind of surprised me too. But the Tennessee being number one, they did have me puzzled a little bit. I'm I'm kind of interested to see what you what you think about it. Uh, I, I mean, I. I the reason why I kind of saw Tennessee being number one is just because I I think at this point, you know, anytime that you can get um, a regular season win against Alabama, that, that's going to hold some weight. Um, and the fact that, you know, they, they like you said, they hadn't beaten Alabama in, in 15 years, basically since the time Nick Saban has gotten there, they, they hadn't beaten them. Um, I just think they just had the stronger resume out of everybody. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think that's what the committee looked into. Like I, kind of like the reason why I think that Georgia is at three instead of two is because they struggled against a Kent State, who like I think Alabama played and you know they beat the brakes off of. And you know the Missouri game, if if it wasn't if Missouri was actually scoring six points instead of three points, who knows how that game would have would have went. Um, so I think those two games are are. Killing is what what killed Georgia from being um, 
maybe you know maybe number two or number one and um and now I would probably say uh Clemson Clemson over Michigan but I think I know the reason why they probably put Clemson at four and Michigan at five Michigan non-conference was terrible I mean yeah it was it was it was awful uh I mean you know Clemson has had some 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 pretty good uh conference games and, and everything but and Michigan's non-conference Colorado State, Hawaii, Yukon. I mean, awful, right? I mean, like awful. No, I mean, no real test in any game really besides the the Maryland game in which, you know, I guess that was like freebie. So that's 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 the thing with the I think that's what they penalized Michigan for. And mm-hmm. I, I I was I was kinda shocked that the I thought TCU might have been right there at six instead of Alabama, but um because the fact that I think TCU is the only school, they're the only school so far who has beaten they had four straight ranked opponents and they beat them all. Um uh, beat Oklahoma when they were ranked. Oklahoma State as you mentioned beat Kansas when they were ranked. Um uh, uh Kansas State um, so you know, and you know, so took care took care of West Virginia on the road. Um, I think what's hurting them right now is they've already kind of played their big, meaningful games to a certain extent. I know they still got Texas coming up in a couple of weeks, but them being at seven, that's kind of far. Even though, like I say, even though it's just the first ranking, it's nothing to get like too upset about. And on top of that, like you know, like Tennessee is playing Georgia. Uh, Alabama's playing. Uh, Alabama's playing LSU this week, so you know, obviously, at that point, that's that's an elimination game. Um, mm-hmm. By all by all means, so so is Tennessee and Georgia. Those are two elimination games. You might as well just go ahead and say that now. Um, and then come a, a a couple weeks here, two three weeks here down the road, uh, you know, Michigan and Ohio State will be playing each other. So, um, you know, TCU. TCU still being undefeated is going to kind of help, but you know they're going to need some help. And I mean, I wouldn't even rule out, I wouldn't even rule out any of the um, any of the Pac-12 schools either right now with Oregon and USC um, kind of hanging there in the balance. Because it, I mean, if you're not ranked, if you're not ranked in the top six, seven, like right now, I feel like it's not anything to be uh, worried about. Because if I'm not mistaken. I want to say the first year of the playoffs, or the the year that Ohio State won, I want to say they were like they weren't even in the top ten. I want to say they were like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously you just you, you climb through the rankings if you just keep winning, doing what you're doing, and like I said, these teams are playing each other. So eventually, eventually, you know, these teams are gonna you know beat each other out, knock each other off. So. Um, it's 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 running this course, and I like I said earlier, I really like that the fact that it's it's coming, it's gonna come down to the games played. It's not necessarily um, being a popularity con- a popularity contest or uh, the name of the brand. I guess it kind of did for this first kind of rankings because with TCU being at seven, but you know. Spots are the spots. I don't think there's nothing that probably none of the coaches or anything are going to complain about. Um, you know, some might end up using this bulletin board material, you know. Um, but, you know, that's just how that's going to be. Now, do you think um, Do you think there's anybody that's, like I said, that's not like in that top seven range right now who 
people may have a, a real like sneaky chance of could possibly maybe climbing up in there and, and reaching one of those top four spots towards the end of this? Not in the top seven? Yeah. I would say, I mean, you said, you're sitting right there. I mean, you just said those two Pac-12 schools with Oregon and USC sitting on the outside looking in. Um, they still control their own destiny. It's the same thing with the Pac-12, man. Like, just, they just... They just constantly, constantly, constantly find a way to get to 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 beat each other up, man. They just keep beating each other up. But I think the Pac-12 schools, I think they have a shot at getting in. Um, I mean, you said it. I mean, LSU and Alabama play this weekend. Um, Ole Miss is sitting at 11. Ole Miss only has one loss. So... I don't know if you want to, you know, rule those guys. Like they still, you know, obviously LSU plays Alabama and Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Ole Miss plays Alabama uh, next week. So, you, you know, you you see what you know. Ole Miss still has a has a chance, still has a chance to 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 make some noise as well. So, I won't count any of those any of those squads out. Those next four. If you're talking Oregon, USC, LSU, and Ole Miss. Now, LSU is going to be – they're going to need more help. Um, they'll need more help just because they have two losses. Um, you got the loss to Tennessee, obviously, and then the loss to Florida State earlier in the year hurts them from a standpoint just because it's two losses. Um, yep. doesn't hurt them in conference, but that just having that second loss on your schedule in Florida State – hasn't they haven't been world beers this year, but they haven't been bad either. It's kind of a, been kind of middle of the pack so far this year. Um, but those two teams still control their own, their own destiny in the, in the SEC West, um, which normally doesn't happen <laughs> at this point yeah. in the season. There's normally all right, Alabama's going to win it, the the SEC West, and, and that's it. Um, but. I was I would say the best chance out of those four, though, the team that has the best chance out of those four, I would probably give the nod to to USC. I think USC probably has the best shot out of all of those squads to get to the playoff. I, I like that. Um, man. I, it, it's hard to say because it's just man, it's so many teams ahead of them. But I, I want to go USC, but like you just said, bro, like Pac twelve just always seem to let you down when when you least expect it, and it's just like yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a roll with Ole Miss. I'm gonna say Ole Miss just because. Um, you know, their their one loss, I mean, obviously was in conference. And I think I think honestly they were to it was to LSU. And honestly, I think they were looking ahead. I think they were looking ahead to getting ready to play, like knowing that I think the week before, knowing that uh, you know, Alabama had lost, and they're like, Oh, Alabama has a loss in conference play. Well, if we keep winning it was like, oh, if we keep going, we'll meet them, and we beat them, then we'll be in it. We'll be in the, We'll go to Atlanta. We'll go to the championship game, and 
LSU was like, uh, hold on, Kenfo, y'all still got a game to play with us, and they just whooped them that whole second half. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they rebounded. I mean, they rebounded last week um, against Texas A&M in a close one. Um, you know, they, they're on a, on a bye week now. So, like I said, I think they were for sure looking ahead. Um, but, obviously, I know they're watching – they're watching the Alabama LSU game closely, um, and honest, I mean, well, they need to. They're they're probably pulling for Alabama just so it can, because if Alabama beats LSU, then the West is going to come down to Ole Miss and in, in, in Alabama next week. So, yeah, I'm from you know that's that's just how it is. So the West the West is going to be decided here in a couple of weeks probably. Um, to to figure out who's going to Atlanta, and the East is going to get decided this weekend. So, um. That that's good to know, but I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Ole Miss just because you know I think it's it's hard for me to go with LSU because they already have two losses. I just don't I don't see how that could happen. And then um, just still right now, I don't trust any one of those Pac-12 teams. I you know I just Oregon still has Bo Nix at quarterback. I know he's performed a lot better than what he looked like that first game against Georgia, but he's still Bo Nix to me. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I just, you know, I don't know. USC should be the team to do it, but you just never know. So I'm gonna go with Ole Miss. Now, is there anybody that's in the? Is there anybody in that top in that top five? We we'll just go with the five. The top five that's undefeated. Is there anybody in there that can't afford a loss? Clemson. Sure. I think Clemson can't afford a loss right now. And I say Clemson because they haven't looked great. This is not the same Clemson that we are accustomed to seeing. Um, they are undefeated, so they are playing. They are playing solid football right now. This is they just had a lot of close calls. You you, you had the overtime loss. I mean, I'm sorry, the overtime double overtime win against Wake Forest was just a good win. Uh, you beat you beat NC State by ten. That game was close. Florida State, that's a six-point game. Um, Syracuse, you're talking about Syracuse, was a six-point game. And Syracuse found another way to, another way, another year to to lose to Clemson again. Syracuse is always in the game with Clemson. They find a way to lose it again this weekend or last weekend. Um, and then they have Notre Dame this week. I, you finish up with. At Notre Dame, Louisville comes to town, uh, Miami comes to town, and then South Carolina comes to, t- comes to town. So I think out of the top five, Clemson can't afford to have a loss um, because, because obviously Tennessee and Georgia will find out that will work itself out on Saturday. Ohio State, Michigan, if they stay undefeated, that'll work itself out in the – in a couple weeks, but you're talking Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, all in the t- in the top six, knocking on the door. If let's say Tennessee wins on Saturday, and Alabama and they face Alabama in the SEC championship game, if Alabama was to come back and beat Tennessee, I could see Tennessee and Alabama both getting in. Obviously, the the winner of the Big Ten, whether it be Ohio State or Michigan, they would be in if they were still undefeated. 
in TCU, if they stay undefeated with the Big 12, now you're talking, is it, are you going Clemson or are you going TCU? If TCU runs the table, Clemson has a loss on their record, but when the conference, Clemson is, is, Clemson is out. Clemson is out, in my opinion. If Clemson loses and one of these Pac-12 teams, Oregon or USC, one of these teams that we were talking about, finds a way to run the, ta- run the table, what does that look like? I just I think that Clemson is the squad right now in that top in that top uh, five that cannot afford a loss. Um, like I said, if Georgia loses, then Georgia's out because Georgia won't won't make it to the to the title game to the SC title game. So that's out. Either one of them, like ten, like I said, Tennessee and Georgia, they they that works itself out this weekend. Um, but I, I, Clemson right now, they just they cannot afford. They, I, they have to be undefeated. If they're not undefeated, I don't think they get into the playoff. I don't think they get into the playoff. Some might think differently. If you look scheduling between TCU and and Clemson, um, but they just have not looked all that impressive to me as they have been in the past. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you. It's 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 gonna be Clemson. I mean, obviously. I mean, I'm gonna say this, and this, I'm not trying to. I, I ain't trying to sound like no hater because I know we I know we got some sensitive people about this team, but I, I I'm a, I'm gonna call them out too, just because they 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 schedule been pretty much in a way, which it's not all their fault because it is what it is. You got you play you play, but. Schedule's kind of been cupcake all year. Haven't really played uh, to me. Hasn't really played a real strong team all year, and won't and won't play one until the end of the year. Uh, but Ohio State, I mean, oh really? I mean, hmm. They can't. Okay. I mean, I'm saying like I'm saying like they they should they should be. Them and Michigan should both go into it possibly eleven and zero. Um, going into the going into the game on on November twenty sixth, they they should be eleven and zero. But I mean, last week, which obviously Penn State is a, is a, is, a, is a pretty decent team. Last last week, Ohio State really didn't get anything going until about the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, on the on, on you know what I'm saying they're on the road again this week against Northwestern. They should take care. They should take care of Northwestern. But I'm saying like if if they lose any game before this Michigan game, it, it, I mean it, it, it's a wrap because I it, it's a wrap. But it, it's just a thought. That's not they not the one. I'm just mentioning it. They not the one. It's it's Clemson just because they're which is. I kind of, I guess it's kind of like why they were end up ranked in front of Michigan, but they they do have a couple more signature wins than Michigan does. However, they're, those wins aren't now they're not holding as much weight as they used to. Um, the double overtime win against Wake Forest would have been still cool if Wake Forest didn't get throttled by Louisville. Yeah. Um. um I mean, the, the Syracuse win is nice, but they, then last week they go, they get beat by Notre, they get slaughtered by Notre Dame. So it's like the, I mean, the NC State, the NC State dub, but it's like now North Carolina State is, is like they not even ranked in. They oh yes they are the twenty second in the in the in the ranking. So it's like okay, 
they got three they got three wins against top twenty five player opponents here in the in the college football rankings, but all of them have two losses: Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's it's solid, but they're not as holding as much weight as they used to when those teams ended up losing, you know, other games. And now it's just not as strong as it as it used to be. So, yeah, Clemson Clemson for sure can't afford can't afford a loss. Which I mean, they should. I mean, the, the, the Notre Dame is going to be tough. The way Louisville looked last week against Wake Forest, that's going to be tough. Um, and then and then you just you, going against South Carolina. That's a at the, that's a rivalry game. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, now, you know what I will say. So, if you put Ohio State, and you talked about it a little bit, obviously, but if you feel Ohio State's schedule has been been a little cupcake, obviously, we talked about Michigan's non-conference schedule. I mean, Michigan's has been oh, they've been yeah. Oh my goodness, they got a sweet tooth. Yeah, been, <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they got they, they got beat, cavities I mean, over there. We're gonna talk about it like Michigan. They beat Maryland by seven. They they beat. Um, they beat Iowa by 13. Um, obviously, they handle handle business against Penn State. Um, so they've had some, you know, they had two close, you know, close encounters. Uh, they go to records this week, you know, this Saturday coming up. Um, but you know, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, they haven't, they haven't their schedule and the high state schedule. I don't want to go down this, but I say it every year. It's this the schedule for not all the Big Ten teams, but you say, it, say it, bro. Yeah, are, say it. Are weak. Say it. It's weak. It is. Yeah. It's weak. Yeah. It's just. It, I'm sorry. And you, you do. You right. You play who's on your schedule and your conference schedule. You can't really the conference schedule. You can't control. Right. Like you can't control the conference schedule. Um, but there are certain games and there are certain teams that I feel. They should, you know, these teams should play Ohio State, the Michigans that they should play, and they don't. Um, they get they're able to either they don't play these teams, the other good teams in the Big Ten, or they get them at home, or they get them at home. Um, you had the game against Wisconsin that I think game day was game day was at the was in Columbus and this. A night game and the blackout. Everybody and their mama knew what was going to happen to Wisconsin that night. Everybody <laughs> knew what was going to happen to them. You play Iowa. Iowa is normally respectable. I don't know what Iowa's record is right now. I don't think they're they're not obviously as good as they normally are. Um, but you know, the ten, the years when the years when Iowa was good, it seems like Ohio State's Ohio State is never on their schedule, or Michigan is never on their schedule. Um, They'll play a Penn State or something like that. Uh, it's just it's it's just weak. And part of it is the teams in your conference got to be good. You got to like the teams in your conference got to be better. But the teams that are are normally pretty good in that conference, they just it always seems they always seem a way to avoid playing those squads. Always. So you know, take it for what you will. But. I will say this though. I will say this. If that if Ohio State and Michigan both go into that game undefeated, this would be the most interested I would have ever been in that game ever this year. 
I'll be I'll be sitting down watching, tuned in to that game. Oh, for sure, if for sure. Both, if they're both if they're both undefeated again, I'll be tuned in. No questions asked. No probably questions. um, yeah, probably that probably be for me. Probably be that mo- the most anticipated uh, Ohio State Michigan game probably since I can't remember what year that was, but. Uh, oh, we, we, we were kids, but when they both were like ranked number one, number two, pretty much, and the winner was going to go to the to the BCS championship, I think probably that's probably going to be the most anticipated yeah. if they're both undefeated. Yeah, that one or the one with Curtis oh, Samuel, yeah, 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 the, the, the JC Bear game, yeah, the JC Bear game was yeah, that, that one was a good one too. That was tough. I give you that, but that I mean, but see, see, Ohio State got. Got some, got the weaker. They got the weaker Big Ten opponents opponents left. But a week before that Ohio State game, Michigan has Illinois. Who they have is, Illinois? Is, yeah, they got Illinois the week before that. So, um, you know, like they, they got a, they got a, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, it's a lot to still look into the, to 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 look over and to to see how everything is is, is going to unfold. But once again, me personally, I'm not like. I'm not mad about uh, these initial rankings. Um, you just have to, for me, it's just kind of like it is what it is. Um, obviously, you know, certain fan bases are upset. Like, I know Michigan fans are like, why is Clemson ranked ahead of us? Um, it, 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 I mean, for it's the non-conference, I can give you that answer, but I know they're not going to look at it like that. You know, why is Clemson ranked ahead of us? TCU fans are probably thinking, how come there's a one-loss Alabama team in front of us? We we're undefeated, you know, woo woo the woo, and you know, Georgia fans might be like, well, we number one in the AP poll. Why are we not number one in the playoff rankings? So, I don't, you know, I don't know. People, you know, people are gonna have they fits and fuss about it, but literally, it's the first rankings. It doesn't mean anything. It, it it came at the perfect time, right where in the month of November, where we got meaningful matchups, where we, uh, elimination games, uh, you know. Divisions is getting crouched. The, the the conference championships are starting to get set up. So I, it's 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 playing itself out, and it's getting settled on the football field. Like I think that's the consensus where everybody needs to be at and should be excited about. This is the reason why we left from the computers and the BCS and and the, and the BS rankings to come in and make it more subjective. Have a committee. And make sure we get the best four teams in the playoff rankings. So at, at the end of the day, it's, it's getting it's getting played out on the football field. And I think I feel like there's what what else more could you not want from there, right? Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. That'd be definitely uh happy that the BCS is gone. <laughs> For sure, yeah, we uh, we probably we probably would have been screwed so many years that the BCS was still Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. That's neither here nor there. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get into some, get into some the game picks for for college football. Um, a lot of most of these matchups is affecting. Um, will affect probably next week. Next week, college football ranking. Um, and just some other matchups here and there. Um, I mean. I think it's only three uh, ranked matchups, but we went ahead and went with four games just because uh, a couple of them does have something to do with um, college football rankings. And it may not even necessarily be with that team necessarily. Maybe just it's conference as a whole. 
Uh, so first up, let's go with we just mentioned um, beforehand. Number four, uh, Clemson um, going up to South Bend to play Notre Dame. You know these two. I think these teams now match up pretty much every year or every other year. Um, I know a couple years ago they had that epic matchup in 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 South Bend um, where Trevor Lawrence didn't play uh, due to COVID, and that's when we first saw you know DJ uh, Ungale and we. I mean, at that moment, I thought, man, if he playing like that, Clemson is not going to fall off once Trevor is gone. But obviously, DJ struggled all last year. I mean, he had he's had flashes this year where he looked like he's improved, but struggled that Syracuse game. Um, and and Clemson came in in relief for him, and, and they, but they found a way to they get the dub. I'm not sure if DJ is starting or not. I hadn't really checked in. On, I hadn't really checked in on that, so I'm not sure if he is or not. Or he's he's returning Okay, so you know he, he's 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 there. Which I mean, it just wasn't. Maybe it just wasn't his day uh, against against Syracuse, and it is what it is. But um, on the on the road, nonetheless, traveling to South Bend to, to Notre Dame. Um, I guess. I mean, it's not really. I know it's not really a trap game or anything like that for for Clemson, but I think uh, this is probably like their last, like, more meaningful, I guess, you know, try to boost up this resume win type deal going against Notre Dame. Do you think they uh, come out on top and they stay undefeated or or will Notre Dame pull, up the, pull off the upset? I don't know, man. This is... I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna go with Clemson. Um, Notre Dame has been up and down. The fact that this is a home game definitely helps. Um, definitely helps Notre Dame. This is a big game. A big, big game. From if Notre Dame can pull this off, uh, you're talking about a season where they had a lot of high hopes, a lot of expectations coming into this year. Marcus Freeman's first first season as a head coach of Notre Dame. You definitely thought that they would be in a better situation than they are right now, sitting at five and three. So this would be a good signature win, first real good signature win for him as the head coach at Notre Dame. But I think with getting DJ back at your quarterback, I think Will Shipley, uh, running back for Clemson, has been playing well, especially down the stretch these last couple of games this past season. Um, talking about two defenses that are very, very stingy. Um, Notre Dame only gives up 100 20, 130 yards rushing the game. Clemson sits at about almost 90 a game. So two good stout defenses up front and in the secondary. So this is going to be a uh, – I can see this being a lot like that game you you mentioned um, a couple of years ago. But I'm going to take Clemson to, to go and get the dub. Yeah, I, man, I think it's – Man, I think if Notre Dame didn't have like those losses against Marshall and 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 Stanford, if they just had that one loss against Ohio State, I, I feel like this game would would have had like that hype, like it would have been right there with with Alabama, LSU, with Tennessee, Georgia. It would have been a cra- it would have been a crazy weekend if it would have you know went that way, but it it didn't, and you know it it, it is what it is, but. 
South Bend is still a tough place to play in, uh, regardless of what's going on with, with Notre Dame, um, them being up and down. Um, I do think it's going to be a very entertaining game, kind of like right there with you, kind of like similar to what happened uh, a couple years ago there. Um, but I do think Clemson has just enough. I think I think what it what the, what will end up happening is just defensively, um, they'll find a way to get that stop, that turnover, or whatever that they need to get that momentum swinging play that they seem to always get each game, um, and that's going to be the difference. So I think Clemson will will, uh, will come out on top against Notre Dame. Um, let's see. Next up, we got we got number twenty four Texas. Um, going up to the Little Apple uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, uh, to face number thirteen Kansas State, and do I do I know there's not like a big game on everybody's like radar right now because just like I know probably people sitting here thinking, bro, why y'all sitting up here want to talk about a pick Texas Kansas State? But I, I'm looking at this like for the Big Twelve in general, and this is could also help TCU's case. Um. Kansas State only loss is to TCU, if I'm not mistaken. If Kansas State can keep winning and TCU stays undefeated, and now the Big Twelve, you know, what I'm saying the Big Twelve championship has a one loss Kansas State and a undefeated TCU, and obviously when once the other teams are playing each other and they've ran their course, this gives TCU another big game to have because, like I said, they've already kind of had theirs with the, the the games that they already played, so they won't get another one again until, like I said, maybe Texas. And if Kansas State is still with just one loss, there's there's the Big 12 championship. So uh, this this game is kind of more so for, for the long term. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's Texas, which, you know, we saw them earlier in the season give Alabama a run for their money, and this was, was without Quinn, without Quinn Ewers. So... Imagine how that was. You know, they've had a couple of hiccups here and there, um, but a, a very dangerous team. Uh, and then same thing for Kansas State, who, like I said, only loss was that very tough loss to TCU. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I, I, I'm going to roll with Kansas State. I think um, I think they'll find a way to get it done with it being at home. Texas will scare them a little bit, but I think, I think Kansas State will come out on top just enough. I'm going to roll with Kansas State. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas State, too. I think them being at home definitely helps. I just don't. I trust Kansas State at home. I trust Kansas State at home. I think their ability to run the football and play defense um, wins them this football game. Um, obviously, Texas, uh, been they've been t- up and down another team with a lot of expectations, high expectations coming into this season. Um, got stifled here and there, um, but they've come along here these last couple of weeks, starting with that that win over Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago. Um, Dominate win over Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago. Um, they just had the tough loss, or yeah, you just had the the, uh, the tough loss a couple of weeks ago to Oklahoma State on the road. Got that bye week, and you're coming back going against a very very tough opponent in Kansas State, who just came off of beating the brakes. I'm talking beating the brakes off of Oklahoma State, shunned them out, shunned them out. And I, I, Oklahoma State was my pick to win the Big 12. Until same. That, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> until, until that happened, 
they were my pick to win the Big 12. Um, but I'm going to go with Kansas State at home. I think Kansas State continues that momentum and they roll into this week and, and take care of uh, Texas. Spread is only yeah. two and a half. We got Ooh, Texas State. Yeah, back. that's close. Mm, that's close. Man, all right. So n- next up, we're, we're, now we're going into SEC country. Um, the 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 night game that I mean, every that everybody looks forward to uh, every year because honestly, it's it's well outside of was that was that last year? I can't remember the score last year. Well, out, outside of that twenty twenty beat down that Devonta Devonta Smith gave them, Alabama LSU is normally always a very competitive game. Um, obviously, we remember the the, the twenty nineteen game was crazy. I mean, think about oh my god, think about all the talent that was on the field that day. But mm-hmm. man, Alabama LSU um, down in Death Valley, a top ten matchup. Like I said, this this is pretty much kind of like an, a, an elimination game here um, for the SEC West, with both teams already having one conference loss. Albeit both lost, both teams have had their conference loss to uh, Tennessee. So that was on the other side of the division on the East, not the West. But big game, like always, when it comes down to it between Alabama and LSU. Um, I, I'll be the first to tell you this, bro. Um, after seeing the Florida State game in the beginning of the year, I did not think LSU would be. Here in this moment, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I thought, I thought, oh my God, Brian Kelly don't know what he's doing, bro. <laughs> this is this is this is the SEC. This is not Notre Dame. Like, look, ten, you know, nine, ten wins sound cool up there, but down here is it's, it's like almost championship of bust, man. Like, what's good? What's yeah. up? But I mean, you know, they've they've kind of turned the corner. Jaden Daniels has seemed like he's found his stride. Um, that that defense is 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 been been looking pretty good. I mean, outside of that 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 loss that they they had to to UT, um, they've been looking good. But I mean, of course, there's Alabama, who's always gonna be Alabama. Uh, you know, Bryce Young, get bro Gibbs looks like he could be another uh, Alvin Kamara, yeah, <laughs> or, or or something. You know, what I'm saying the the receivers to do the deep. Will Anderson's been kind of quiet. The last few games, I haven't really heard much from, him, but um, man, uh, once again, a, a classic SEC West showdown. Who who you got in this one? Going down to Death Valley is always tough. I that place is always talked about as being one of the toughest places to play at night. Going down there at night is talked about as being, if not one of the toughest, the toughest place to play <laughs> in college football at night. To go down there to Battle Rouge, that place is going to be insane Saturday night. Um, I, just Al- Alabama's ability to score and 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 and. LSU showed it last week by that with that comeback against Ole Miss. They show, or a couple weeks ago, um, the ability to score and come back and win that football game. Um, I'm gonna roll with Alabama. I just, I just don't know if if 
if LSU is going to be able to hang with them, hang with Bryce Young, hang with Jameer Gibbs and those guys, and be able to score with them. Um, would it surprise me if LSU found a way to win, especially with this game being at home, with the crowd behind them and everything? No, but I'm going I'm to roll with LSU. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to roll with Alabama to win this one. Um, this is very tempting. The spread is 13 and a half. I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot. Um, it's tempting to take the underdog to take LSU in this one, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bama. Oh, I didn't know the spread was 13 and a half. I thought it was like nine. Oh. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Ooh. Ooh, that see that 13, that 13 and a half is kind of I think that's going into your reasoning behind of of choosing Alabama. Will LSU be able to keep up? Yeah. With with that offense. And I think that's probably why it's at 13. I'm pretty sure that's probably why it's pretty much basically two touchdowns why it's why it's there. Oh man, I was I was gonna take LSU to cover cover that, but I mm, I don't know. But I'm I'm right there with you. In the end, in the end, I think Alabama's offense is going to be a little bit too much. I think they'll just they'll get way, way ahead. Well, not way, way ahead, but just ahead enough just to um, to beat LSU. However, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being like 24, 20, you know, 27, 21, something like that. If, if it is, you know, if it does end up being close, I think like a touchdown or something like that. Kind of like that. Um, kind of like almost like that. Um, the game, the the TJ Yeldon game, kind of somewhere. It's just gonna come down to a play here within the last like minute or two, and it happens that way or something like that. So, um, I'm a I'm gonna go with Alabama, but but I think LSU may try to find a way to still kind of keep it closer than. 13 is 13 is a lot but that's just that's giving Alabama their respect of their their firepower on offense which they do have and I think that's ultimately going to be the difference so I'm going to go with Alabama as well and I mean finally of course this is it's the right now it's the, obviously it's the game of the week um could be potential of being game of the year I don't know UT Alabama might have that right for now but uh, this could potentially end up being the game of the year. Obviously, number one, Tennessee going down to Athens playing number three, Georgia. Um, this pretty much the winner of this gets the gets the SEC East, and pro- probably maybe even this is a may they maybe even be a lock possibly for a playoff spot. Ultimately, the the winner of this game not only just getting the SEC East and going to Atlanta for the championship game, this might even be a lock. Whoever wins this probably is locked in in a playoff spot, unless you know something drastic happens. And that's just me and my opinion. Um, it's, it's it's strength on strength here, but we got Alabama's offense. Um, I mean, not Alabama, Tennessee's offense, Georgia's defense. Um, I mean, it, it can go either way. Nolan, no Nolan, no Nolan Smith for the for the Bulldogs. He's out for the rest of the season. That's a huge, huge loss uh, for that Georgia defense who has that work cut out for him because this is for sure going to be the best offense they face all season. Um, 
nothing like it for sure. What are if you, you wanna if you wanna elaborate some more on it, you can like what what's what's some what's some matchups you looking at, what's some keys you looking for, and then who who you got in the end, who do you think gonna end up coming out on top? Well, obviously the the matchup of the game is is undoubtedly you you mentioned it already, is Tennessee's offense versus Georgia's defense. The matchup I'm looking forward to and the what I want to see is Georgia's offense versus Tennessee's defense. Can Georgia's offense score with Tennessee? That's the question. And I don't think a lot of people are really, really talking about that. The question isn't, can Georgia's defense stop Tennessee? That's not the question, in my opinion. The question is, can Georgia's offense hang and score with Tennessee? Because if Tennessee gets to rolling, Georgia has to have a response. And if they can't find a response, then this is going to – it could get ugly, in my opinion. It could get ugly because you'll have that defense out there on their own, essentially, with no help because that offense, Georgia's offense, can't find a way to stop the bleeding, help stop the bleeding. Um, Georgia's defense has got to find a way to get some turnovers, get some stops, some three and outs. You can't let this Tennessee offense get the rolling. Um, once they get that first first down, that tempo was coming and it's there. And once it's going, it's, it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop. It's hard to slow them down. Um, so, um, obviously, Stetson, been, he's been having a – he's had a good year throwing the ball. Georgia's averaging 41 points a game. I don't think anybody has an answer for Brock Bowers. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the country – has the answer for Brock Bowers right now. He's he's a man amongst boys right now um, at that tight end spot. This is tough. Uh, this is a tough game to pick, first and foremost, because I don't particularly like either team. I know, Sanders, you are, you are a resident Georgia fan, um, but I can't stand UT or UGA. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but... This, I mean, it's going to be rocking down in Athens. It's, it's going to be insane down there. I talked about that LSU game, LSU-Alabama, but this one right here is just – it's a tough one, man. This is tough. Usually, and once again, this is another spread. Like Georgia's favored by eight, and that's – it's like, really? Like eight? <laughs> like eight? Eight points? Like, that's a – to me, that's a lot. To me, that's a lot of points. It's almost flip a coin. I'm a, I'm a pick. I'm a go with. I'm a go with Tennessee. I'm a go with Tennessee. I think that Tennessee will, will go down there and find a way to score enough points on that Georgia defense. I think Tennessee will find a way to score enough points. I don't see Tennessee putting up 40, 50 points on Saturday. I don't. I think this Georgia defense is too good for that. I think this Georgia defense is too good for that. But I think Hendon Hooker finds a way to make one or two throws, one or two plays that helps Tennessee get the W on Saturday, as much as that pains me to say. I'm going to go with Tennessee. 
man. I'm, I'm gonna throw this. I'm gonna throw this one little nugget out here because this is to me. This is like it. I mean, this this is me saying this as a Georgia fan and any other Georgia fan. This is troubling. Georgia versus top ten ranked scoring offenses under Kirby Smart. The record is two and six. Lord have mercy. Two and six. Two and six. Versus twenty sixteen. Yes, twenty sixteen against Ole Miss, loss forty five fourteen. 2017 in the semifinals against Oklahoma, that was, that was a shootout. They won 54-48. 2018 SEC championship game, 35-28 to Alabama. 2019 uh, SEC championship game to LSU, 37-10. 2020, uh, two losses in 2020, uh, one to Alabama, 41-24. Florida, 44-28. Uh, last season, the SEC championship game to Alabama, 41-24, and then obviously in the rematch, they won 33-18. So, anytime, the first time playing somebody or is there's a top-10 offense, it, it's not, it doesn't bode well for Georgia, which is it's, it's crazy to say when you think about how well the, the defense is. That's scary. However, I believe most of those games that they've played – has either been on neutral sites or on the road. This one is in Athens. I think that'll help them out just a little bit. The key will be they Georgia's gonna have to slow this game down on offense. Like McIntosh is McIntosh is gonna have to run the ball. Uh old man Stetson's gonna have to take care of it. Obviously they gotta feed, gotta find a way to feed. All those tight ends with Washington and Bowers, and they just got to they got to slow it. They have to they really have to keep UT's offense off the field as much as they can. Because I think if, like you said, if UT go out there and they first three possessions is touchdowns, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's going to be over with because there's just no way they're going to come back from like twenty one down or anything like that. Like they don't. There's not enough firepower there to want to make this attract me with with Tennessee. It's just it's just not enough. In the end, I, I I just I can't I can't see myself picking UT either. So <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta go with Georgia. I just can't see I myself. I just can't see myself picking UT, bro. And, and to your point, to your point, Sanders, you said it right. And I mentioned this earlier. Outside of the win against the LSU. Outside of the win against LSU, these the wins that Tennessee has chalked up, and that, you know they won six. You know they beat six ranked teams, and, and Pitt as well. They went up to to Pittsburgh and won, but Pitt we really didn't know you losing. You lost Kenny Pickett and Addison and everything. That was kind of whatever. But regardless, they won that game. But outside of that LSU game, every other game that they've won has been at home. This. And they beat LSU down to LSU. It's cool. But this environment that they're going to face on Saturday is going to be different than anything they've seen all year. Even some of the home games, some of the crowds they've seen at home. This is, go- this is a true, 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 true road test. This is going to be, in my opinion, the first time they've truly been tested on the road, even with even including that LSU game. So 
that I mean, what you said is, is a valid point of them going on the road in Athens. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts down there this Saturday. So that I just wanted to that was that you made a very, very good point. Cause I believe the game is sold out, if I'm not mistaken. I believe the game is sold out. Jeez. Yeah. Man. Gonna be it's gonna be a crazy weekend of college football, man. We, we here in November, as we get closer and closer to, like I said, uh, conference championship games getting played out, rivalry games is coming. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun last month of the season here as we get ready for for college football to, to head on near nearest end. Man, man, we man, we talk so much about that was that was so good, bro. I, I, <laughs> that was that was that was hey, that was good. That was good college football talk for sure. Man, we'll 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 go ahead and move on. Uh go ahead to the to the big boys, man, to the NFL. Um like I said, it's it's week nine now in the NFL. Um Philly and Houston is playing right now. Last time I checked, the score was twenty nine seventeen. Philly, I think they're pulling away now from Houston. So it looks like the Eagles are gonna remain remain undefeated here. Um I'm not sure how much time is left, but I think it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, but man, this 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 past uh, this past week, you know, we had the trade deadline uh, come by, and man, I don't think I ever seen the NFL be this active for for trades and, that I can like think of. Like, it, I thought I was I thought I was watching the wrong league. I thought it was the NBA instead of the NFL um, with, with with trades. And I think um, what, what what has helped with that is I think a few years back beforehand, I think the trade deadline used to be after week six or about after week six now doing it after week eight i think those extra couple weeks are for sure helping um i mean a lot of a lot of trades went down um just on the trade deadline day i think 10 of them went in one day and then you know we had a few of them that happened uh before we even got close to the trade deadline i mean i'll just name off a few obviously we know about the uh, Christian McCaffrey trade from Carolina to San Francisco. Um, Kadarius Tony traded from the Giants to the Chiefs. Uh, Rokon Smith going from Chicago to, to Baltimore. Uh, Miami making two big trades, uh, getting Jeff Wilson Jr. and Bradley Chubb. Um, Robert Quinn going from from uh, from I think he was in Chicago to to Philly. <laughs> so. Just, just, just to name a few. So, 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 so. Calvin really, even though he's in suspension, leaving from Atlanta to to Jacksonville. So, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of big trades that went down. What was the one that either kind of shocked you the most, or the the biggest move where you just like, damn, this team really just got better and maybe made themselves real contenders or even the uh, uh, Super Bowl contenders. I would have to go with Miami. If you maybe pick one team, I'll have to go with Miami. Miami going and getting Bradley Chubb and then getting um, Jeff Wilson. That's that's t- that's tough, man. That's tough. Though I mean, you're getting another, you get another edge rusher for Miami for a defense that was already playing well. Uh, a defense that was already playing well, you get another pass rusher. And then you go and you get Jeff Wilson and get another running back 
to go with that that offense, that high-powered offense, that makes this team, it takes this team, I think, to another level as long as they can keep Tua healthy and that offense, you know, um, with Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill, um, Gesicki, you keep those guys healthy. Makes Miami very, very uh, formidable, especially they already, I mean, the Bills won losses to Miami down there. So um, I think the Dolphins made some moves that definitely propels them in, into that, if they weren't already in that conversation, propels them back into the conversation of being real contenders. And then I'm not going to lie to you. I think a move that flew under the radar that nobody really talked about is the Vikings getting TJ Hawkinson. Oh yeah, the, the 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 Vikings went out and traded um, with Detroit to get T.J. Hawkinson. Now it came out right after the fact that Irv Smith was going to be out for about eight to ten weeks with a sprain, if I'm not mistaken, like an ankle or foot sprain. But them going to get T.J. Hawkinson, a, a tight end, who, if you would say is not top five, is definitely top ten in the league, probably top eight, top seven, top eight. Um, you're getting one of the better tight ends in the league. The Vikings going to get him and adding him into that offense. You're adding a guy who is really a plug and who's plug and play, really. He's just a he can come in right now and play for you. Um, learn that offense and get it going. I think the Vikings made a move that, like I said, not a lot of people are really talking about. So the Dolphins and the Vikings, those two moves for me are were were very very good moves in my opinion. I like I like both of those. I'm right there with you in Miami just because to me, them making those moves tell me that they believe in Tua. Um because the fact that they went and got, you know, went and got Tyreek Hill for him, come back and get Jeff Wilson um in a trade, get Bradley Chubb in a trade, and then, you know, they pay him the money that he he was probably looking for. Um I think he got a hundred and ten million dollar extension with them. Um, because the fact that you know Tua is still under that rookie contract, they can go spend that money on those other guys and, and bring them in and try to make them a Super Bowl contender. And I just think that they just saying that they 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 trust Tua and to 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 be their leader. Um, I for, I almost forgot about that one, bro. That you mentioned with T.J. Hawkinson um getting traded in the division to Minnesota, which I mean probably means that. Detroit wasn't willing to really pay pay him, which I mean, you know, hey, that's that's Detroit, I guess. I don't, I don't really know what else to to say on that. But now at this point, for Kirk Cousins, it's, it's, it's no excuses. I mean, bro, that offense is so balanced now. There's Dalvin Cook, uh, Alexander uh, Madison, then obviously Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne is pretty doing pretty good in, in, in the slot for him this season. Um, and now you add in TJ Hawkinson. I mean, hey, Kirk, Kirk, we 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 running. It's almost like we running out of excuses for you, man. Like it's there, it's there for him. Then Minnesota should be. Probably the best, or if not the, the 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 most balanced offense like in the league now, because adding Hawkins now, what do you do? Like, if you go too high safety because you're trying to make sure you know Jay Jettles ain't going over the top of you and even Thielen too. Okay, now you're leaving the middle open for Hawkinson. Uh, 
And then, or if you do that, you you keep a light box. There's still Davin Cook there. All right, well, you bring down one and bring eight, bring nine. Good luck covering these receivers. I, I mean. You got to keep it rolling. He's got to keep playing well. Like you said, it, 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 this, the excuses are become very, very few and far between. <laughs> like, you got the pieces and the defense is playing well, too. The defense is playing well, too. So, He's got to keep. He's been playing well this season. He's been playing well. And I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to talk like he isn't or anything like that. But he ha- he has a reputation. Right. He has a reputation. Right. Um, but just like you said, you the pieces are there. You just got to keep it going. Now there were there were a few guys where um, a few players named that were mentioned a lot in trade talks, but didn't. Um, did not get moved. Ended up staying put. Um, I know Cam Akers was one. Kareem Hunt was another. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Um, but none of those guys got moved. Were you surprised a bit that um, a, a trade just didn't work out for any one of those guys? Even though you know we was hearing their names a lot in, in, in trade talks. No, I'm not surprised. You got to, I mean, sometimes deals just aren't able to be made um, depending on the team situations, things like that. Um, I know even, and I, I I think you said his name. Um, you said Jerry Judy. Oh no, I didn't. Oh yeah, he was he was one too. Yeah, yeah. Jerry like Jerry Judy was another name that was you were hearing out of out of uh, Denver that was possibly up for for a trade and stuff. So um, sometimes the stuff doesn't work out. Um, sometimes it does. Uh, there were some names on here that I didn't expect to see. I didn't expect to see Roquan Smith traded. I didn't expect to see TJ Hawkinson or Chase Claypool or even Calvin Ridley. Like, there, you know, there were some guys I just I didn't expect to see get moved. So, um, it happens, but no, I'm not I'm not too surprised that those guys didn't get didn't get traded. Yeah, so now, you know, guys is uh all around on their new teams and um, getting here adjusted. Some guys getting paid, looking to get paid, or now uh, trying to make an impact on, on their new team. So, uh, for sure, like I said, definitely the most the most interesting NFL trade deadline I've I've witnessed in my lifetime for sure. Um, it seemed like it seemed like it just doesn't happen like that often uh, a, a lot compared to how the NBA trade deadline is. Um, Man, so we got three games here on tap that we'll go in uh, quick for some for some pickums. Um, these all three of these games is kind of interesting. Um, so first game we we'll, we'll go uh, we'll go in the AFC East um, with the uh, Buffalo and, and and the New York Jets. Um, New, the Jets had a disappointing, a very disappointing um, showing last week against the Patriots. Um, ended up losing twenty two to seventeen. Uh, I think. Zach Wilson turned the ball over three times. Um, another guy we didn't mention, Elijah Moore. I think he was in. He wanted to try to get up out of there and, and, and trade talks and everything like that. So, um, it, you know, because it seemed like after a, a couple of wins that they've had, they, they you know they had beaten the Packers, beaten beating um that big Packers win and a couple other wins that they had. It seemed like you know the the, the Jets were. You know, finding some type of stride, but now you know 
look like they they've had a setback, and then obviously Buffalo is just still rolling along like how they are outside of that that one loss to Miami. Um, but I mean, just interesting to see, just because you know, I think this is going to be another one of those games for the Jets to kind of see like where they are. Um, I mean, I know we probably I know we're both picking Buffalo, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Jets. It versus, but against Buffalo, I don't have a lot of faith against with the Jets. So that's pretty, pretty cut and dry for me. Yeah, same here. So okay, next next up here on, on on tap, let's see. We got two teams who we thought were like clear cut favorites to win their division, but man, they are struggling mightily. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Rams going down to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. This is a rematch from the divisional uh, matchup uh, uh, last year, which we thought at that time was after everything happened was going to be Tom Brady's last game. Um, that, that doesn't happen. He, he's coming back and I don't know. I think he should have, uh, that's neither, that's neither here nor there. I don't get into nobody's personal, personal, <laughs> personal life like that on here. It is what it is, but man, two, two teams who are, are, are like really like struggling right now. And I, I mean, thankfully that it's the NFC because I don't, I don't know if they were playing like this in the AFC, I'd probably say it will be a wrap for them, but just because the, the NFC is not really, um, it's still kind of wide open. I mean, there, I think there's Philly, Minnesota, and then, but then it's like everybody else. So, um, that they, they still kind of have a shot, but they, they just don't Neither one of these teams look good right now. Like, I'm pretty sure this is this was probably a hard game to pick because you just don't know what you're gonna get. I mean, there's times where Los Angeles looks like they can they're gonna get it together here and and and, and turn the corner and then they don't. And then obviously Tampa Bay just I feel I feel like they've been just dealing with like injuries left and right and guys just can't stay healthy and they're struggling too. So. But this is a must win, obviously, for, for both teams. And somebody has to end up winning. Hopefully, it doesn't end in a tie. So, I, I, I can't believe I got to say that because ties are, like, really happening in the, in the NFL. So, yeah. Um, who, yeah, who you got in this one? I, uh, <laughs> right. This, this matchup should be a whole lot better than than it is right now. Just looking at it on paper, it should be a way better game. And I'm not going to get into all of it. You just, you just went through and explained the reasons why it should be. Um, I just don't know who's going to show up. I just don't know who's going to show up. You, you're going back down to Tampa. Um, I'm going to go with... Wow, I don't know. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think the Rams will win this game on Sunday. I think they'll find a way to get it done. Um, you still gotta, you still gotta roll with. I'm, I'm gonna roll with that Rams defense and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I think those guys find ways 
to make plays. The Bucks' offense has just been bad. It's just been bad. They haven't. They haven't. They don't. They can't run the ball. They they've dealt with the injuries just back and forth. We talked about it. You know, Julio being out, Chris Godwin being out, um, and everything. The O line can't protect them. I just think that Aaron Donald, those boys up front, Jalen Ramsey, and those guys in the back end. I think they find some ways to get it. You know, get some turnovers, create some disruption, make some plays, and help give the Rams offense, who has also been sputtering, also been struggling. You find some ways to help get them some short fields and things of that nature. And uh, LA goes on there and gets gets the W. This, the fact that this is a game between two teams that are below 500 is insane to me. This is is wild. It's wild. But I try to tell people we don't get into it too too much. We don't get into it too too much. But I try to tell people about the Buccaneers this year, but nobody wanted to listen. Everybody, you know. No, nah, they going back. They going back to the Super Bowl or they winning the Super Bowl this year. I try to tell folks now, not to say that they can't get turned around. This is only week nine. You got more games to go. But right now, they don't look too pretty. And I try to tell people that. But we can talk about that later on. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Rams. I mean, bro, think about this, bro. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tampa, Tampa is Tampa is one Jerome Booger BS call away from being two and six, possibly. No, 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 no. They yes, they are. <laughs> See, we ain't talking about, about that neither. We, we, we not, we not, we not. Because that's gonna, yeah, that's that, yeah. They, like, this that's true though. Like, and not even like trying to be funny. It it really is true. Like if if that if that's not called the way the way the Falcons offense was rolling in that fourth quarter, I believe they go down and they score to win the game at the end. Like and now you're talking about them being two and six, and they definitely and that I think if you're sitting at two and six, you're definitely out of it now. There's no, you're not you're not in any race to win a division, get in the playoffs, or anything. For sure. Um, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's wrong with uh, Tampa Bay's offenses. I think it's it's strange. Like the fact that they they have somebody like Leonard Fournette, and they just have games where they just decide that we're just not gonna run the ball. Um, to me, that is so mind boggling. Um, and then obviously last week Mike Evans dropped that that opening play touchdown, which I think obviously that just that just took the funk. They just took them right out of their rhythm. Obviously, last weekend it's just they just never got it going against Carolina. Um, it hasn't looked pretty at times, but I I I think I do trust the Rams' offense a little bit more. Um, and the the Tampa Bay's offensive line has had some issues here, here and there, and. Like I said, even though they haven't made as much noise as you know in, in the past, I just think I think the Rams are a, a little bit better. I think this is it's it's, it's not going to be like the game in the in the division of playoffs last year. It's not going to be. That. I think it's going to be ugly, low scoring. 
whoever gets to 21 probably wins first. And I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams, too. Um, I think right now in this moment, I think I just trust them a little bit more uh, with their group of core guys than Tampa Bay just because they're a little bit more healthy. I mean, Cooper Cup is a little banged up, but I I, I think the Rams are just a little bit more healthy than what the Bucks are. And I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, let's see, last game here on tap. Uh man, big game in a big, big game in the AFC. Um, Sunday night football. Got the Tennessee Titans going up the arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I mean, these teams have kind of been pretty been meeting up with each other a lot here the past few years, past few seasons. Uh man, Tennessee gave Kansas City a beat down last year um in, in Nashville. And now this year playing them. And going to Kansas City in Arrowhead Sunday night football. Um two two teams that's 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 rolling kind of pretty good. Um Tennessee started out 0-2 on a five-game win streak. I mean, you know, albeit maybe not the strongest, you know, five opponents, but hey, you know, that that's that's the schedule. It is what it is, and it's hard to win games in the NFL. Um and then and then the Chiefs. I mean, outside of um, I mean, outside of the the, the that loss to the to the Bills, and I mean that and that letdown against the Colts, um, they've been looking like the Chiefs of the Chiefs as always. Um, I think this is going to be this is going to be an interesting matchup to, to to see as well. And the Titans get six in a row, or does it end here? And Kansas City. Shows Tennessee that they're still top dogs in the AFC. Yeah, I think it ends here in Arrowhead. I think the Chiefs win this game on Sunday night. I think the the if Ryan Tanner if 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 Malik Willis is playing, if he has oh, to play, then this is oh, over. You're not winning. You're not winning that game because if I'm Kansas City on defense. I'm just going to load the box and dare, dare you to beat me with Malik Willis throwing the football. And I don't. He's not winning the shootout against Patrick Mahomes. That's not happening. Um, but what I was going to say initially was the, I guess for lack of better terms, the fear factor of Derrick Henry is. In my estimation, the league is gone. I don't think a lot of teams are scared or worried about Derrick Henry running all over them. I think now there's a there's a a blueprint, for lack of a better term, on stopping him and stopping this run attack for for um, for Tennessee. I think the absence of of AJ Brown has hurt. That uh, that Tennessee offense immensely just having missing that person that can help stretch the field um, in that receiver room. Um, obviously, Ryan Tannehill being out. Hopefully, they're hoping that he'll be back for Sunday. Um, but Kansas City, like you said, they're clicking, especially on offense. You know, you're getting Marquez, uh, Valdez Scanlon. He's getting him in the mix. Juju Smith Schuster getting the getting in the mix. These guys always McCall Harmon has been there. Um, but 
those two guys in particular look like they're getting comfortable in that offense, comfortable with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes getting comfortable with those guys. Um, and really look not looking like they, they're skipping the beat without, you know, Tariq Hill. That was the big question. Are they going to have a drop-off missing Tariq Hill? And as of late, it hasn't looked like it. And I, I think that Kansas City is just be too much offensively for Tennessee. So I'm going to go with KC. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City, too. I mean, them uh, adding in and getting Kadarius Tony to add into their offense is, is going to be uh, lethal. Um, like you said, we, we we were definitely thinking and mentioning. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier in the earlier episodes about how trying to see what Kansas City offense would look like without, without Tyreek Hill. Like you said, so far, I mean, it's kind of been um, certain players – it's like they the, each each guy have their week, you know. Like, you know, here in, in one week is one week. Obviously, is still going to be Travis Kelsey. There's one week where it's McCall Harbin, and it's another week where it's uh, Marquez Valdez Scanlon. I mean, Juju has came on the, the past couple of weeks, so each guy is like having their turn. So it's not like a defense can just say, "Okay, well, if we stop this guy, we don't got to worry about this guy going over the top. Then we can handle everything else." Now there's a plethora, you know, of guys. That's there that can do it. And then obviously, uh they they, they got a running back tandem back there with Clyde Edwards Alaire and um um Isaiah um I'm gonna butcher his last name, it's Pacheco mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, but uh they, they got a they got a plethora, they got a good running back tandem back there. So um and, and you know, one five is just one five. I mean <laughs> it's really really ain't much much else you can say. Um yeah, but Going going on the Titans side of it, I mean, yeah, if, if Malik Harris Malik Harris, if Malik Willis is ended up starting Sunday night, um it, it, it's a it's a wrap because there's no way you're they're not gonna beat the Chiefs just having their quarterback throw the ball ten times and just try to hand it off to 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 Derrick Henry. Um that that's gonna that that'll work on Houston. That'll work on a team like Houston just because you know, it's, it's Houston, and they don't have what Kansas City doesn't have. Um, but that's not going to work on Kansas City. So I think if they really want to have a shot at it, Ryan Tannehill has to play this Sunday. Uh, I think he's just listed as questionable right now, which probably means he he may end up going to, to play, um, and, and they're going to need him. But, um, I mean, outside of that, outside of that Houston game, Tennessee's defense has not been that good, and I mean, even still, they kind of let they let Brandon Cooks kind of get a little, a little juice going last the last minute there. I mean, albeit it was pretty much over with by that time, but um, they they give up a lot of deep deep shots, a lot of deep balls. They've been getting torched back there in the in the, in the secondary, unless they're getting turnovers. Now they they have been able to get turnovers on a lot of their teams, but if they ain't getting turnovers, their defense is getting torched and. Going up against an offense as hot as Kansas City is right now, it just doesn't bode well for them. So I'm a I'm gonna go with KC too. Um, I think they end up getting the dub and they they stop uh, the Titans win streak and then they they go to six and two. Um, I, I just can't I just can't see their defense stopping Kansas City right now. They they're they're on a it's like as far as offenses goes is I mean you know it's, it's Buffalo, Philly, Minnesota. 
Kansas City. I think those are like your top four. Um, and when and if you add Jamar Chase when he's out there on the field, Cincinnati. I think that, that those are like your your your, your high powered offenses for sure. Um, so this this is going to be tough for Tennessee's defense. I just think Kansas City is going to be a little bit too much for them. And we get ready here to wrap up another episode. Uh, this is this was a good one. Uh, man, you got uh, any 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 last words? Any shout outs to the people? Oh man, no, uh, nothing but the norm. Nothing but the norm, man. Always great to be able to come on and, and do this. Um, continue to grow this, grow the brand, go to pod, uh, grow the podcast. Excuse me, um, and everything. Um, and just keep. Keep keep everything. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Um, keep staying healthy um, and stuff. Oh, I I um, big thing, man. I, I just the 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 senseless violence, man. I know we say it every time it happens, but you know we gotta we gotta stop it, man. Um, we lost we lost someone in our age group. <laughs> in our age bracket um Sanders um take off uh, a couple of days ago um to to nothing what really amounts to to nothing um and so we just got to do better but just continue it to uh to strive for greatness in whatever you do and uh keep keep uh, the main thing the main thing that's it Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, that was, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was some tough news to wake up to for sure, bro. Uh, man, rest in, rest in peace to take off. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's multiple, uh, multiple different stories and whatnot of everybody saying what, what had happened. I mean, regardless, it really doesn't matter, uh, in the end, you know, someone, um, someone life was, was, was taken away. Um, Man, we just gotta we 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 just gotta do better out here, bro. I mean, that's really nothing else to 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 say on it. Um, we just gotta do better out here. Uh, but same for me. Normal shout outs. Um, man, shout out, shout out for you taking out the time to join me as always, bro. Um, shout out to the man above. Obviously, um, every day that we get a chance to wake up and breathe, that's 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 a dub. Uh, and, and we we can't take that for granted. Um, and shouts out to uh, everybody that you know that listens in, tune into the podcast. Um, uh, faithfully, we appreciate your your support. Uh, continue to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen to it at. Um, for sure, uh, tell a friend, spread the word out. Uh, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh, no means no. No means no. You feel me? Um, I I know, I know, you know, it's November and we're getting closer and closer to, you know, it's it's cuffing season, cuddling season, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? But make make sure everything is, make sure everything is okay before, you know, anything goes about. But, uh, man, continue to follow uh, the social media uh, um, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Um, on, on the TikTok, you know, everything. Um, man, just 
continue supporting us, bro, and, and, and we'll support y'all. Uh, once again, people keep asking when we gonna go with you know do 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 videos and everything. It's when when the time is right. When the time is right, I promise we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But in in the meantime, it's just gonna be just like this. Um, but until then. Man, to, to for the next episode, we'll, we'll see y'all. This has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.